It's the Central Weekly, a weekly podcast from the Central Podcast Network. You've got John Hittinger, hey. Jerry LaCrone, and Mr. Trevor Isle, Family Ministries Pastor himself. There he is. Hello. And why is Trevor in the podcast studio? Oh yeah, because he preached this weekend. Yes, he did. We started a brand new series, Not Just Another Christmas. John, why is it called Not Just Another Christmas? I think we, a lot of times, we get into the routine of what Christmas has always looked like, or really anything has always looked like, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that this is just going to be a great series in taking a fresh approach at the Christmas season, and of course, Trev started us out in a great way this weekend. Oh yeah, you've got episode number 41 of the Central Weekly, that's right, number four, Uno. That's right, I I was being... I'm bringing two languages together. Yeah. Bilingual, baby. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Trevor, we're super glad that you're here. Hey, we want to give a shout out to you, Family Ministries Pastor. You've got a podcast. If you haven't listened to it, people, you need to listen to it. It's called the Mention It Podcast. Emphasis on the men. Mention it. And uh, you had a great conversation with our high school pastor, Zach Nave. Tell us about that episode real quick. Yeah, Zach and I talked about uh, seasons of spiritual dryness, which is probably a better way to say that, but that's the way we said it. Um, just We all go through seasons where, honestly, we haven't picked up our Bible in a while. Uh, our prayer life has been spotty, maybe sometimes at best. And what do we do when we—what's going on in those seasons that's really causing that? Or, you know, how do we break through that and try to get backwards— uh, not so desperate or dry, have seasons yeah. where we, so we just kind of had an honesty. And I think Zach says, you know, what are you struggling with in the middle of the podcast and all that kind of yeah. stuff? Or like, I think one of our questions was, what do you, what do you do? Or what, what has kept your faith intact in yeah. those seasons? Yeah. And I think my answer was, um, because my faith is so deeply rooted that sometimes I can be complacent mm-hmm. and rely on the deep things that the foundation that's been there, mm-hmm. which can be stagnant for growth moving ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think it's a good, it's a good sermon or <laughs> it's a good podcast to really look at for men specifically, because I think we go stagnant. We don't try things to get out of that stat. We don't, yeah. we're not intentional about that. Right. So yeah, check that out. The mention it podcast, wherever your podcasts uh, are found. I don't know. I don't know how you say that, but all right. So week number one of not just another Christmas, um, and we're looking at not just another gathering. You were tasked with week one gathering, and uh, Trevor, I think you did a great job. I think um, it was a very impactful, uh, impactful sermon for people, and like because they're living it right now. Yeah, Thanksgiving just happened. Yes, it did. So the, the there's. Good chance we that you survive. had a gathering yep. um, of some sort, and we are in gathering season. So yeah. there's gatherings all around, whether that's at the school or friend's house or, yep. you know, we are a month out of more Christmas, this or that, or all kinds of things. So we are we are Christmas season all oh, yeah. over the place. We are immersed in it. I love, so you, who, I think we can all raise our hand and say we had our Christmas we didn't. Our wives did. Had Christmas trees up prior to Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, November thirteenth. Yeah. When did you? How do you know your date? I don't know the date. No, I think, we're two weeks. We've had it up uh, for two weeks. I think I'll say is, it was the week after Halloween. So oh wow, yeah, it was so early. Yeah, Henninger's win because ours were. Well, I think ours were last week, so we were the latecomers. I used to be a strict no. I just I just no Christmas trees before Thanksgiving. That's where I was too. That's how I grew up. Like yeah. after Thanksgiving, we would go yeah. out to the old Christmas tree farm, trudge through the snow, yeah. saw down the tree, strap it to the minivan. Dude, but time out. Your, 
your area of the country, yeah. former area of the country. Did you see? Yeah, six feet, 77 inches six, in Buffalo. Least, six feet York. plus of snow? Yeah. Did you ever experience six feet of snow growing up? I don't up? think so. That's that's a lot. That was insane. Yeah. So you're going out and that and chopping like Clark Griswold style. Man. Well, I mean, it was more of a Christmas tree farm where people, everybody was going there, you yeah. know. But like, I'll say this. Never, not one time growing up did we have an artificial Christmas tree. It was uh-huh. always uh-huh. a real Christmas tree. And it never came like off a lot. It always yeah. came, um, you know, off a piece of ground that we sawed it off yeah. of. Wow. Yeah. You, you know, the last time the little crones had one, me growing up, mm-hmm. it was when I broke out in hives because we had one. Ouch. Really? That'll so do it. The allergies kicked in on that one. Mm. And if you're a listener to the podcast, you know, Jared has allergies. Big time. <laughs> um, I, I loved it. It was, it was really good because not only are we having a gathering season, it was funny because even at Thanksgiving here at Central, we had Christmas trees alongside our fall foliage on the table. It was just, we, you, we mix it now in Thanksgiving. Well, that's why I put up that graphic in the sermon, yeah. because <laughs> once Halloween's over, mm-hmm. December or November 1st, oh, yeah. it's Christmas season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people can say, stop, we haven't had turkey yet. I'm, we'll stop for a day. Yeah. And Maybe. then it's back to Christmas. You know, it really, I was just thinking about this the other day, because I, I got a Thanksgiving card in the mail. What's that? Uh, right, exactly. Huh. Uh it was very nice. I don't so know that I had an older ever received. Person? No, it wasn't. Wow. I don't know that I had ever received a Thanksgiving card. And so I got this Thanksgiving card and I was looking at it, you know, it has like the, the normal traditional tablescape on it, you know, yeah. with like the pumpkins and the gourds and the turkey yep. and all this kind of stuff. But that is really like no. a, a, a thing of yesteryear a because it's exactly what it is. Because it, like Trev said, to your point, rarely is fall decor still the decor up at thanksgiving no no you take it down yeah do you take it down after halloween if not i tried to research this and work into the sermon just couldn't find enough research when is the average christmas tree go up Mm -hmm. oh i'd love to know and now i mean they said traditionally the start of advent or Mm -hmm. you know i was Mm -hmm. like well i feel like traditionally the last five years that's changed yeah traditionally (laughs) and currently are not the same Yeah. yeah That's a big difference. Well, I like to, I mean, we're talking about Christmas trees and Thanksgiving, but there's a, there's a, the point that you had on here is it doesn't have to be just another gathering. It doesn't have to be just another Christmas. It doesn't have to be another Christmas gathering. It can be different. And your first point was approach every gathering with humility. Mm-hmm. It's a good first point, Trevor. I think <laughs> humility, this is what I have found. Humility, you don't look into humility. Yeah, you don't bounce into That's it, good, I say it. Mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, I just I fell into humility." Like yep. it's a before the event mm. thing. Yep. I liked how you said it, it, it's 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 intentional. You have to be intentional with it. You said specifically, you said humility is a byproduct of being connected to Jesus, and I love that. That's really good. With the opposite of humility would be pride. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, a common opposite there. You know, it's like. I just, I just know from my family experience and I'm sure other people's family experience is it doesn't take much to get a conversation off the rails. Nope. I mean, from, even if you're pretty well like-minded family and Mm -hmm. shared perspectives on things, it's frustrations come up. You're, you're getting Mm -hmm. things in the kitchen ready or whatever happens. Frustrations can boil over. Mm -hmm. And then you finally sit down and somebody says, well, did you hear about that? And then you're like, oh, here we go. Here it comes. I have, here's the crazy thing. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to name names, but we've had somebody that's been disinvited to a gathering because they were too prideful about their viewpoints. Really? Ouch. Yeah. 
yeah, it was harsh. It was first of all harsh that we were in it. And then we were like, wow, we're really doing that? Like, mm. not, it's not like we got together. This person's off the island. Yeah. Survivor reference for you. Survivor, tribe. yeah. Um, tribe has spoken. But it really was. It's like you just saw somebody that wasn't thinking about others. And they're like, well, if you're not going to think about others, why are, we, why are you here? Um, and I, but here's the thing. As dads, and I think we talked about that. I want to talk about this. Um, we, have a, we play a big influence on how a gathering goes. Because a mom's going to prepare it. A mom's going to get things going. But it's the dads that kind of dictate how it's going to go when it comes to the emotions and stuff like that. How about your dads growing up? What were they like? <laughs> I'll speak first. My dad... Um, he would weigh in on all those controversial topics. And it was almost like, you're like, okay, Jim, here we go. Um, but it took some softening of his heart later on in his life for him to really understand my words matter and they influence the room that I'm in. So if I want this room that I'm in to be full of um, pride and arrogance and like you said, comparison, it, you, you have the power to do that. And you also have the power to be different and to change the atmosphere with how you use your words and humility. So there's just such a difference in, um, in a household as the child grows. Right. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, how, um, you know, you have sons and daughters that go away to school or whatever it is, and then they develop their own, you know, religious and political Mm -hmm. and, you know, I mean like they develop their own points of view on things and Mm -hmm. then they come back into a household that they've been relatively disconnected with for X amount of time. And you have these two viewpoints, like what has always been and the new viewpoint coming in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those, those will clash. So that's a hot time Mm -hmm. in life. I know. But think about the anxiety of that kid coming home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If they're five hours from home or whatever, I've got to go home and I don't think the same as my parents and Thanksgiving is going to be, or Christmas is going to be yada, yada. Mm, and yeah. so like, I don't think the, I don't think the point from stage was that everyone needs to think the same way. No, it's, Mm-mm. but how do we, how do we love one another? Yeah. No matter the viewpoints or I think that's where if we don't start with yeah. humility, like if I have to yeah. win every argument, if I have to shut every argument down yep. and if I have to make my voice the loudest, mm-hmm. then we're, we're off track of, Humility and, and thinking about others. So like, what you're saying is whatever your stance, humility yeah. is the way to a successful gathering this mm-hmm. Christmas season. I, there is a path. It would take work on both sides, <laughs> yeah. but there is a path for ultra conservative and ultra progressive people to come and have a meal and leave as loved ones and still have a, a loving relationship. Mm, if both them. sides yeah. would have humility and have a civil conversation yeah. or, and love one another. Put on your humility filters, everyone. Mm. Clean your filter if you need to. Get into God's word. Clean your filter. And before you gather again, make sure it's a clean filter. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, so, because <laughs> I, I, I th- here, here's the whole kind of summarized there. You're going to sacrifice relationships if you're going to come at it with pride and arrogance and comparison. Yeah, and we talk about, I mean, that's our thing here. We yep. talk about relationships. So, if somebody, what, what if they do have a different viewpoint of yeah. you? And you come out and you're like, ah, ah, you mm-hmm. just strong arm them. You've closed off doors and opportunities yeah. for any future yep. path. I'm not, I'm not any, maybe not, but you have, you've hurt your, your ability mm-hmm. to, to navigate those conversations in the future. Yep. You know, I was just, I think it's probably a lot of going into this season that we're going into right now that you addressed so well from stage. Um, 
but I just, uh, one of the town hall questions that we got, actually it was past the deadline. So it was kind of a more mm-hmm. of a personal email, um, but was in regard to uh, this person having a family member who is just so vocally hateful mm. um, about some things that are in our culture. And honestly, some of the things are sinful mm-hmm. um, and the, the difference is we know, we, God wants us to know what sin is. That's we, we have to know what sin is so that we can avoid it and so that we can pull other people from it. But it's the t- like we talked about before, you know, your tone um, really changes the way. What good is a life-changing message, life-saving message, if nobody ever hears it? Exactly. So I think it's really neat because your second point is almost your how. How do you use humility? You look to encourage others and you have this intentional mindset. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy. I think we are just naturally selfish. Sure. And I, I, here's the moment that I was like, not that I probably didn't already know that, but the moment I really realized, man, I'm kind of selfish is when, uh, we brought our first son home. Cause I was like, wait, I can't do like my schedule whenever I want. However, like you get so used to filtering everything through your own timeline, your own thought process, your own priorities, then you're like, oh. And then that just filters out in a broader sp- scope over career or over all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But you're like, yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm pretty self-centered in a way I process things. Mm-hmm. And it can be easy to walk into a gathering and say, love me, look at me. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, our kids do that because they're navigating how to do that. But you can revert back to look at me. I want to be a center of attention or I want to be thought of well and really if we would turn it the other way we could show the source of our joy and where all of our strength comes from by building up other people instead of trying you're not going to hurt yourself by shining the spotlight on somebody else Mm -hmm. that's not going to detract Mm -hmm. from your own spot yeah Yeah. i liked how you talked about um our uh what staff culture and that uh, mm. what your you guys are or what John you've kind of start you cultivating through our staff chapels. So explain a little bit about that four for four. So Trev talked about it this weekend, but you know I mean like there is just so much scripture to support us supporting each other. You know mm. um, you find courage. Uh, I think we see in scripture that you find courage in encouragement and literally, literally <laughs> um, the root word. <laughs> the root word. <laughs> uh, and so as part of our staff chapel, which we have once a month uh, where mm-hmm. we eat together and then we have our chapel, we'll uh, sing together a little bit. We'll talk about what's going on, what God's doing here at Central. And then part of that, uh, we spend some time in this thing we call four for four, mm-hmm. where we take four people on our staff and then we spend four minutes just kind of like Trev said, open season, encouraging um, that person mm-hmm. for four minutes. And I thought you said it well, uh, that they... People will squirm and, you know, you kind of look down or like roll your eyes or whatever, but, um, everybody needs that. Yeah. And every, yeah, and I, here's, it's funny that you say that. I don't know where to put my, where my eyes go when I'm being encouraged. Mm. Cause it's kind of strange just to look at them right in the eye when they're encouraging you like, mm. yes, continue. <laughs> Please oh, keep saying yes. it. <laughs> but it's also <laughs> weird just to be like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it is a very, I mean, we, it's awkward cause we don't hear it. Yeah. No, right. We don't no. practice. Mm-hmm. No, no one says, Hey, please encourage me for the next four minutes. Yeah, no. I mean, but think about if we did that with our spouses on a routine basis, 
Well, that's more. why I yeah. said my wife can prove that yeah. I'm not. This is right. not natural for me. Yeah. yeah. Because I can. She says, "I need you to communicate more mm-hmm. out publicly, mm-hmm. out loud." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yeah." Can what I if- keep showing you in my acts of service? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. The way that I love you best. Right. I would like to demonstrate my love for you <laughs> by physical touch. You know, <laughs> right? It's just, well, but that's what we do <laughs> for sure. Uh, but I mean, what if every podcast listener spent four minutes encouraging somebody yeah. this week? You know, yeah. I mean, what a difference that makes in our culture. If we can develop a culture, a society of encouragers, what a difference that would make in the world we live in. Because right now, it is the the, the current of our culture is negativity. Like yep. we said this last weekend yep. and, or two weekends ago. Yep. And um it is it is so easy to get swept up in that. And if you want to stand out, if you want to be different, if you want to make a difference, be an encourager. Yeah, negativity is everywhere. It is. And I'm going to leave you a bad review. Always. I'm going to not leave you a tip. I'm going to... I'm going to tell you, yeah, how you did wrong by not leaving you a tip. Thank goodness I have this worldwide global platform to step up on and let everybody know how I've been wronged. You know? My side hustle is... Filled with negativity. Yeah. What's your side hustle? Refereeing. Offici- oh, yeah. Officiating basketball. I mean, people yell it freely. <laughs> I hear plenty of reviews. <laughs> one star. <laughs> what if they, yeah, what if they just held up a one star? <laughs> it, would be, it, it would be better than hearing well, it. Yeah, what if you were like, there was a scoreboard out there, like online of referees, and you got to, <laughs> and you got to go online and, ooh, maybe I just started something. Well, if we're going to start that, then the refs get to start reviewing as well. <laughs> yeah, coaches It, was, it wouldn't be kind either. <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, it just, ah, this is, this might, I don't know, we might have to edit this out. What if you're, are you going to be just another Christian? Because we, we're called not just, let me, am I going to say that right? Not just another Christian. How do we, how do we be just not just another Christian? We excel at encouraging one another. Because that's what's going to make us different from the world. That's what's mm-hmm. going to make us from different from other Christians. Yeah, um, that we're we embody encouragement because mm-hmm. we're uplifting those around us. We are. What do you? What John? We are upper downer people. <laughs> again, no. The, you ladder you're talking people. about ladder people. Yeah, there people? we go. Yes. Yeah. Got that. So please say it again. Ladder people, and not, not adder people. And what do you mean by adder people? I'll tell you because sometimes everybody ends up in a pit in life. Mm-hmm. Everybody ends up down in the dumps, right? And we have two choices. We can either get a ladder and help them get out of that pit, mm-hmm. or we can just do what everybody else does and kick dirt on them while they're down. Yep. So number three, what's your final point? Your Captain Obvious final point, embody Jesus. But seriously, it's the, a punctuation on the end of it. Embody Jesus, because people will be involved in these gatherings, and you have the chance to embody Jesus in these gatherings. Yeah. And what's that? I can't remember every part of that verse, but tenderhearted mercy, humility, yes. gentleness, patience from Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 mm-hmm. through 15, I think. But Got it right here. You want yeah. me to read it? Yep. Yes, please. Uh, so we got Colossians 3, 12 through 15. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. My goodness, that could be offensive in and of itself to some people, right? Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others above all. Clothe yourselves with love, which binds us together in perfect harmony, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as many members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Yeah. Good tie-in to last week, too. 
I mean, because who's ruling in your heart? Is it yourself or is it Jesus? Right. Because if he's ruling in your heart, that's going to change things and that's going to make it not just another gathering. Versus pride, selfish ambition. Yeah. Because I think the thing I told you this earlier too, I get a lot of stress from those gatherings because you almost build those gatherings up in your mind. Um, either from, hey, this is what I want this to be like, or this is what Instagram says this gathering should be like, or this is what tradition, my traditions used to be like, because I had, you know, three great Christmases in a row and they were just like this. And then when you try to do it just like that for the last, for the fourth year in a row, and it ends up not being that way because a toddler throw a tantrum, 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 yeah, mm. or a senior throw a senior tantrum, um, it changes you and then you change the environment around you. Mm. So that stress is going to be there. It's going to be stressful gathering, but you have the chance to make it a different one, a different gathering. Yeah. The response, I think, I mean, mm. we can't control what the other side's going to yep. do. Right. Yep. And I mean, this is so much easier to sit behind a microphone and talk about than it is to live out in a living yep. room of somebody yeah. in your family. Right. But I, I feel like our response um, is what'll make the difference in the circumstance. Yep. And uh, if we can go into it with a, predetermined grace mm-hmm. um, that we're not going to engage. Uh, it's, it's bound to make a difference and it'll end up being not just another gathering. Yeah. So what's your favorite Christmas movie? Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> they That's my do. answer to every movie. But don't, don't they, it's winter. Well, it's, it's in Colorado. It's winter, yeah. yeah. It's not a Christmas movie. Aspen, baby. Aspen. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so favorite Christmas movie? You got a lot to choose from. You said maybe? Is I, it Christmas Story? A Christmas Story or Home Alone 2. Ooh. Yeah. Home Alone 2? I second do one, like the second Lost one in New York. Yeah, Lost in New York. Dude, when he, I actually caught it on TV the other day. When he starts throwing the bricks at them in the face oh, yeah. from the top of that building, like um, Man. I revert back to a nine-year-old. I just think it's I saw the I've two, not seen that in so long. I oh, saw two the definitely better than one. Jessica and Justin online, they dressed up as, the as what's the uh, Harry and Marv? They dressed up as Harry yeah. and Marv for Halloween. I, it was hilarious because I think either Jessica or Justin, they had the the the, the, the iron, iron imprint yes. on his Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> That's yes. funny. That's up there. What's John? yours? I was going to say, what's yours? I mean, the elf is probably what our family watches the most. Mm. So I'll just go with the elf. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say the first Christmas movie that we have watched this year was Home Alone 1. We've already oh, yeah. watched it on movie yeah. night. So uh, uh, One I found not so much for kids, but uh, it's made a really big swing the last 10 years or so. It was Four Christmases. Yeah, it's yeah where they visit all their divorced parents in four different it's styles. It's the I modern saw that one day. time. I saw mm-hmm. it in the theater when it came out, and I've not mm-hmm. seen it since. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's funny because I have different movies associate with different people. Mm. Like for my dad, I always associate It's a Wonderful Life with my grandma LaCrone. It was always White Christmas. Like that nostalgia just like just mm. flows over me when I see White Christmas because, you know, I, I see grandma LaCrone in her high heels walking down. Like just it's crazy. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I would say um Obviously, I mean, Christmas vacation is is a mm-hmm. huge one. And Sarah, my wife, you know, that has been mm-hmm. uh, kind of their family tradition yeah. movie, you know, almost Jamie's. Yeah, yeah, right. And so you start watching it after Thanksgiving or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one I, <laughs> that was one where, like, you don't remember all the stuff in oh, it yeah. until you say, like, yeah, let's watch it as a family. And then you're like, I remember Jamie yeah. used to always say he would always quote one of the dads and he's like, or I think it's Griswold's dad. He's like. I learned all that I learned from exterior illumination from you or whatever. (laughs) Well, that was week number one, not just another gathering. 
yeah, Trevor, you did a great job. Thank you, sir. Good job, Trevor. It was a good Thank start you. to a great series that we're going to have at Central because, again, this is the Christmas season. And, John, why do we do all this stuff? Why do we, why do, we do a big deal? Why do we throw a big deal Christmas? Christmas is a huge deal to our faith, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because Jesus coming to earth to live a perfect life starts with the birth, and that's what we celebrate at Christmas. And so I think if people can really wrap their minds around what Christmas is truly about, yeah. then eventually it leads them to uh, a greater knowledge of why Jesus came in the first place. Yeah. And you, and Trevor, you mentioned it, our Christmas services this year, Christmas at Central, Behold the King Mm -hmm. is our title for our Christmas at Central. It's going to be December 20th through the 23rd. That's Tuesday through Friday at six and 8 PM. That's eight services and they're all the same, identical. So December 20th, six and eight, 21st, six and eight, 22nd, six and eight. How about on the 23rd? Six and eight. Yes, Yes. Trevor. Thank you. And then here's the cool thing is Christmas Day, Sunday, eight. Not just another Christmas memory. Not Mm -hmm. just a... And then who... Are you preaching that one? No. No, you got communion. No, I got communion for the eighth year in a row. (laughs) That is... uh, Talking about traditions there. But that's going to be... We're going to wrap up the series on Christmas Day, 10 a.m., one service for everybody. Yeah, right. And that... You know, I don't... I'm not... not, Everybody has to do what they have to do. Um, But... There will be there will be a lot of churches who will yeah. cancel that day, mm-hmm. um, and that's it's a I'm, I'm glad that we are having service that day, and I understand that it will be, um, you know, it's something that's just not possible for everybody to make it to, mm-hmm. but at least uh, we're going to have an option for worship on Christmas Day yeah. at 10 a.m. for everybody. Yeah, and you could watch it 10 a.m. 10 a.m. on uh, online on TV or on TV. It's going to be actually at preempted 8 a.m. Yeah. Here's the cool thing is we're going to show our Christmas at Central 2022 service from that Tuesday night will be shown on December 25th, Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on WSIL Channel 3. Oh, cool. That's the plan. We'll see if we can. We're going to do it. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh, Really hoping that you can make it either one of those for sure. Absolutely. Or all of them. Well, maybe not all of them. You might have to make room for somebody else. I hope that we are, you know what, if we're talking to people about coming to Christmas at Central, we are. I would encourage them to come early on. Please. Yes, because please. what always happens. We will beg you. Yep. Is people wait, I'm going to wait until the last night or the night before or mm-hmm. whatever. And then sometimes people get upset because they aren't able to get in, mm-hmm. but they've waited until the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage you to come early on. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to try and come again later, do that or whatever, but get it in, come early, come, come Tuesday or Wednesday, Tuesday or yeah. Wednesday. Uh, and if you really want to help out, come to the eight o'clock. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. Eight o'clock on Tuesday would be a home run if you could do that. Yeah. And it might not work, but if no, you can, right. that'd be sweet. Yeah. We're hoping, I mean, if you think about it, if we get a thousand people in that room, we could have what? 8,000 people at Christmas essential mm-hmm. potentially, mm-hmm. which is super cool to think about. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, Camel's going to be here. Angels, maybe even a little more angels. You know, the, is it the same Lucille? It is. Mm. Yeah, she's back. I think I, I'm starting to digress here. So, episode number forty-one of the Central Weekly, Trevor. That's it. That's it. No segment two, Trevor. You were that big of a deal that we just left you. That's wow. it. That's all we needed. I'm full. Well, we give thanks. <laughs> Just like Thanksgiving, we're full. Well, thank you for uh, being here on the Central Weekly. Thanks again. Uh, make sure to invite someone to be at some some sort of Christmas gathering here at Central. Yeah. This is the chance to invite them. You had a perp- perfect opportunity. People are more willing to accept an invitation to church during December. For sure. They really they are. are. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's be people of humility and be people that are encouraging and let's embody Jesus. That's right. That's all. Nice job. Thanks, man. Thank you. I'm tired now. Okay. Thanks so much. We'll see you back here next weekend.
And for week number two, John's back in the saddle, and he has got not just another song. Nice. I'm going to sing that. Sing it out, John. Nope, that's it. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Trevor.